Hello and welcome to our podcast, Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansour, and my co-host and wife, Crystal Mansour. Thank you for joining us today on Business Radio X, where we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio. We're going to be talking about two main topics today, uh, two that we feel are very important uh, that can really hold you back from from your dreams. One of them is the miss of business, and the other one, which is the most important, is finance. Uh, we talk to a lot of people every day about different things about myths, and what we want to do is we want to explain to you and try to clear up some of these myths so you can take that step and know what to believe and what not to believe. You're right, Tim. They are misleading, and they feel they leave people feeling discouraged uh, about starting a business. So the first question and myth that I want to ask you about is you have to have money to make money. You know, the everybody, I hear this by so many people, and I really think that's a cop-out. That There is no way that you have to have money to make money. Think about it for a minute. If everybody that started a business had money, think about it it just doesn't make sense you just you just it just doesn't work like that i would say 90 percent of the people that have a business did not have the money to start that business now you of course you have to go out and get the money so that means you have to sell yourself and that is so important but you just can't believe that everybody in business today and a lot of you are sitting out there thinking i know it was was you, you you are the same way. You just don't have to have money to make it, but you have to sell yourself. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Well, you know, something that you have been told during your success through the years, Tim, is that you, everything you touch turns to gold. Yeah, and I love that. that you know, some, that's a compliment. A lot of you are going to hear that. Is it true? No, it's not. There's nobody in this world that everything they touch it turns to gold. And I'm not sure... If you watch Shark Tank, let's talk about Shark Tank a minute. You know, those people that sit on that board, you think, God, they're the smartest people in the world. They're the greatest business people in the world. I can promise you, if you talk to each and every one of them, they have made their mistakes, and they still do to this day. The difference is, is how they handle that mistake. And I want to tell you this. I don't know if you know that 75% of the uh, investments they make don't make money. I know you don't know that because that's not what they want to portray. They're great people, but the show wants to show positive things. So as I guess what I'm saying is I've made many mistakes that people will never know about because it's the way that we handle the mistakes. You take them, you move on, and you you keep going. If you harp on them and you sit there and you talk negative about them, that's the way everybody's going to look at you. So you have to take it one at a time. There will be things that come up that you just you make the decision it's not the right decision to me it's just how you handle that situation and how you look at it and there's only two ways and that's positive and negative well the next myth is something that we've proven wrong through the years and that is some people say you just can't work with family friends and your spouse yeah and that's definitely not true of course crystal and i worked together for many years and and uh, she has been nothing but great working with me i'm not sure i would feel comfortable not doing it now i work with my mother my father my sister my brother now am i saying that everybody needs to do that no they do not for sure but i mean it has worked for us i think what's important is when you do work with family you have to turn around and you have to number one respect them and all look at the goal what is the goal that we're trying to get to in my family we're all very different but each and every one of them had a special talent that i actually used to get to our our goal 
And did we have some different rough times? Yes, that's life. That's just that's just going to happen. But it's just respect them and understand where everybody sits on it. And I think it can definitely happen for whoever wants to do that. Again, it's not something you have to do, but it can be done. Well, something I admire about you, Tim, is your leadership and your creative strength in training your team members and the managers as well. Um, you have such an infectious personality and the amazing ability to motivate other people. But some people want to say you have to be arrogant, you have to be hard-nosed, shrewd, and even pushy because you're the boss so people will listen. And I definitely don't believe that. I think it being a boss, mainly you're being the, the lead cheerleader. You're the one that is trying to have everybody come together and make that goal. And uh, your team members, your family members, whoever it is, they are the ones that's going to help you make the goal. So beating someone down or, or giving them mainly negative information all the time will not help the situation. Now, I'm very firm when I make a decision I, people know where we want where I'm headed. They know exactly what I'm looking for. So I just say make sure that you pat the people on the back the right way. Understand they are the people that's going to make you uh, either very successful or not. Uh, I remember one time when I first started, there was a guy named Don Barkley, and Don's not with us anymore. He was an older guy that I bought the first piece of property from at our first location in Gwinnett County. And what he told me, he said, Tim, just make sure – he says, I feel you're going to be successful. I can feel it. You look it. You act it. I think you'll be successful. But I want you to remember a couple things. Number one is remember where you came from. And a lot of people say that. But more importantly, take care of the people on the way up. He said, because here's the problem. If you start to fall and you don't take care of them, people are going to have their hands in their pocket and let you go. If you do take care of them, they can help and slow that down and probably put you right back on top. So I think it's very important always to take care of the people around you because you're not, you're not better than anyone else. You're that head cheerleader, and if you do it right, those people will make you and help you be successful. In a business, uh, there's always a person to deliver expectations and goals. Um, with you being that leader and that owner and that person – um, how do you address when people say, oh, he owns that business, so he must be wealthy and rich? Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, and I think it's another compliment. And you just have to take the compliment knowing that it's not true. I mean, there's been many a times when I had to make a payroll and I had to make that power bill and I didn't get paid that time. You know, and that's just going to happen. But again, wealth is not always about money. Think about it a minute. The reason I went into business of course, I wanted to make money, but two, I wanted to make my own decisions. I wanted to have my own time when I wanted off, I could take off. Uh, I just think it's important to look at the whole ram, ram of it, but also don't get upset when people look at you like that. It's a compliment. So even though we know we're not rich just because you have a business, a lot of us are struggling, but but we're rich in other ways even if you're not making the money, sometimes just having your own decisions to make your own time off, things like that, I think is very important. Well, for most people nowadays, um, when they're looking at starting a business, they're also looking for a balance in their work, in their family, in their life. Sometimes people think that you have to work harder than smarter to be successful. That is definitely not true. And I want to explain to you, I think it's great, number one, is to work hard and work uh, as hard as you can. The thing is, it's not the most important thing. So you have to look at it. Let's say that you're working. I have people come up to me and say, Tim, I work 80 hours a week, and I work seven days a week, and I never take off, and I never go on vacation. 
That's crazy. We are human beings. The best thing you could do is look at it and say, okay, I worked 80 hours this week. What did I get done? What goals did I reach? Can I do that in 70 hours? Can I do it in 65 hours? Can I buy a program that will help me get there? Can I have one person come on even part-time and help me get to the same goal but take less time doing it? So that, that's very important. And taking time off, going on vacation, is, it, it needs to happen. You need to clear your mind. So it's always not about did I work harder just to tell people you work harder. You need to look at the situation See what goals that you reached at the time that you did it and see if you can cut it back because it's great, number one, to take time off to go on a vacation. It's great, number two, to work with the family and spend time with the family and enjoy your life so you don't get burned out. Well, we want to hear from you. We invite you to visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com send us your own business questions on our website you could also learn more about us you can follow our current adventures in flipping homes and read about a book that we wrote it is titled it is not impossible building a business from zero we also want you to put on your calendar to join us on may 6th for our next episode where we will be talking about negotiating and holding a grudge now we're going to talk about probably the most important thing that you, you can have to start a business. As I say, you can have the greatest ideas, the best portfolio, the business plan, everything. But if you do not get financing, it's not going to happen. And to get financing, especially when you don't have somebody to turn to that have the has the money, you have to sell yourself. We wrote a book, like Crystal was saying, that says starting a business with zero. We actually started with zero, but what happened is we had people that believed in us because we we showed them that they could believe in us. And what I mean by that is when you go to borrowing money, if it's at a bank or if it's at a secondary institution or if it's a family or if it's friends, no matter what, the main thing they want to know, very simple, how am I going to get my money back? Now, you will hear 90% of the people walk in the door you even hear it on Shark Tank. I'm going to work harder than anybody else. Everybody says that. You never hear them go in and say, well, I'm not going to work as hard, but I'll be third hardest worker. It just doesn't make sense. People don't want to hear that because everybody says it. Another thing they say, well, I know you're getting 2 or 3% on your money. I'll give you 15%. Well, that would be great if that's Coca-Cola telling you that or if that's Amazon telling you that. But when you're a, a single individual just starting – I'm not worried about getting 15% money back. I'm worried about getting my principal back, and that's what your investor or your bank is looking at. I'm going to give you a little homework project that I think if you do this, from then on you will have the right questions and answers as you go to borrow money. Let's say that you received $100,000. That's your money. But the rules are you have to give that money as an investment in the first month that you have it. Now, once you've given that money, it's all up to you to get it back or not. So I guess the question I would have is if you're sitting there with $100,000, somebody walks in the door and they look at you and say, I'm going to work harder than anybody else, how much money are you going to give them? Well, let's say that they're going to give you 15% on the money that you're giving them. How much are you going to give them? That's not what you want to hear. Here's what you want to hear. If it's Tim Mansour walking in to borrow money, here's exactly what I'm going to say. Here are my goals. I'm going to try to make this goal happen and here's number a is what i'm going to do 
if A does not work, I'm going to go to number B, and here's what I'm going to do. If B doesn't work, I'm going to go to number C, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm giving them every option of saying, how are you going to get your money back? Also, I'm going to take an insurance policy out on myself just to you if something happens to me. Because no matter what, they only care about how will they get the money back. So the next time you start to go borrowing money, think about if you were sitting on the other side of the seat, it was your money, what would you ask for? You would, de- you would ask every question, you would look at them in the eye, and you would want to know, am I going to get my money back? That's all they're doing. Long story short, that's exactly what everybody's looking at. does not matter if it's your family, friends, your best buddy, whatever. That's what they're looking for. We also have another way to get money. And I've done this, and I don't. Ex- uh, <laughs> I hope none of you have to do it. <laughs> but it's called a high-interest loan or hard lenders. They're out there. They will give you the money um, sometimes when no, nobody else can. I had a situation that I was in. That a bank, uh, I had a, not a small bank, but a bank that was holding my, my loan. They were bought out by a large bank out of Florida. And I won't name names, but thank goodness they're not around anymore. But they had three guys fly in. I'll never forget this. And they were in suits. They were kind of young. And they said, uh, we, we have bought your bank out. We want to see your operation. I had a van ready. We took them to every location. We had four fitness centers. We had a tenant, I mean, a uh, equipment store. We had a vitamin store. And the way we did it was the McDonald's way. Every single club had all the same dress code. Everybody had the same colors on on different days. It was different colors. Everybody ran everything the same hours. We wanted you to walk in one facility in one town, go to the next town, and it looked the exact same. That's the way we ran it. The vitamin store was run by two great ladies that just did a terrific job, clean. Everything was clean. The equipment store the same way. So they stayed six or seven hours with me, and they were very impressed. When they were leaving, I took them back to the airport. They just said, I just want to tell you, that's probably the best-ran fitness center and the whole business as I've ever seen. They were excited. I was excited because we're talking about $5.2 million is what they had. I had borrowed. So they ended up going back to Florida, and about 30 days later, I got a certified letter that said, uh, Tim, our portfolio will not – uh, do, does not want to hold the loan. Uh, we are going to be calling the loan within 45 days. I said, I said that's not going to happen. I don't know who they think they are. So I went to my lawyer and I said, look, these people are crazy. They think they can call this loan on me. I'm not late, this and that and everything. He looked through it and said, Tim, they asked for certain things that you did not do and you wouldn't even know about it. You had had certified a CPA. You had to have this, this. He said, they can't call the note. And if they do, they have a lot more money than you. They will run you out. You need to go out and find money. So at that point, I was lost, and I went at then to a hard lender. And it was a situation where it was a pool of money that different people could borrow. And there was like eight of us that borrowed the money. And you got a percent of the money. I borrowed the most at the $5.2 million. There was a tire company bought, borrowed some, a, a company that was in the uh, phone business. There was four or five different ones in there borrowing the money. Here was the situation. It was high interest already. And number two is if one person goes out of business, then the others had to come in and pitch in and pay the difference. And you did it by what percentage you borrowed. At one time, I was paying $4,000 more a month just to stay above water because these other people that had went out of business. Now, at the end, I sold the business and ended up asking for a major discount and got it. 
But I'm telling you, when you are approached or you talk to hard lenders, you need to understand where they're at and what's going to happen. Now, I knew what I went into because I had no options. And it did happen in a bad way, but it did work out. I had no other options. So what I'm saying is be careful. If you want something so bad, make sure that you get the right financing because those payments never quit coming in. Well, Tim, as you talk about the hard lender story, um, that came later in your career, later when you had several locations um, as an option for your financing. But I know when you first got started, you had very good success with the SBA. Oh, yes. And the SBA is great. And that's Small Business Administration. The reason I say that is because when I was told about it, I didn't know what the SBA stood for. That's how naive I was. But they are great uh, to borrow money, especially for your first uh, business. Uh, they will. Uh, the great thing is they have great interest rates. Their amortization is usually longer. It can go up to 25 years, which is nice. So there's a lot of positives. They're probably the biggest negative is the time it takes to get it. You have to do a lot of paperwork. And when I was coming up, they didn't have anybody to help you. You just kept going back and forth trying to figure it out. They do now put a mentor with you and walk you through it. But it's not going to happen overnight. Just remember, if you do an SBA loan, it's going to take some time. They're going to ask for a lot of different things. And uh, the biggest thing you've got to do is just keep your head up and understand when it does come through, it will be, it will be well worth it. Well, hopefully today's hearing a lot of this information, someone that might be thinking about starting their business and, of course, researching the finance options that you might have mentioned, SBA and maybe family members. Um, is it a good idea for someone to really think about money that they have saved um, back to be able to start the business? And how much would you recommend? Well, number one, I think it's great. I mean, if you talk to uh, most people, <clears throat> especially in the business uh, of this, it would be great to have as much money as you can to have it back. I mean, these six months would be great to have payments back of six months. Now, let's talk reality. Most of the time, that's not going to happen. I mean, if you wait to be a perfect situation to go into business, you'll probably still be waiting. And if I was doing that, I would still be waiting to go in my first business. I'm saying the most, I mean, if you can have back as much as you can, I think it's great. Just remember, it's never going to be perfect. So, Sometimes, uh, you know, you just have to say, I've, I've waited long enough. I've got some money back. I've got a great idea. I'm going to make this happen. And you have to take that step so that you don't say what? Never, Never say, say, I wish I, I would have. And that says all the time. It seems like people are saying that to me. And, and they just time keeps going back. Bye. Time does not stop for anyone. Well, you know, we always talk about that saying because it's so true. You, you, you also talk about two ways to look at things positive and negative um it's just it's very important because it is just two ways to look at things that's for sure and, and let's talk a minute about that i mean most people i'd say 95 percent of the people that are are successful think positive because life we're here god's put us on this earth we can do whatever we want think about it we live in the united states of america tomorrow if you want to start a business you can go start a business if you want to do whatever, it's wide open. So it is a great thing. But we get too much. Sometimes people think too much of the negative. I'm going to give you kind of an example of what happened to Crystal and I not long ago. It was about a week ago. We, uh, we, of course, we're flipping homes now. So we have a diesel truck, and we were driving back from one of the houses. And I remember before we left, I had asked Crystal, don't let me forget to get the gas because we're going on a little trip the next day. 
So as we're riding back, I remember I was on the phone, on the speakerphone, riding down the road, and I wasn't paying attention, and a gas station came up, and Crystal was pointing. I think you wanted – you kept saying something about gas. So I slid over. Thank good I didn't hit any. Thank goodness I didn't hit anyone. Pulled in to a place that we've been a many a time that's a gas station <laughs> <laughs> that don't even have diesel. Of course, I'm thinking everything else. I pull up, start filling up, talk, got off the phone. I was talking to Crystal while I was filling up, and for some reason – I don't know if the good Lord or something did it. The the gas kind of backed out of the truck a little bit and it spit out, and it usually never done. You know, it's never done that. So I walked back there and I was wiping off my truck, and I thought I'm sitting here filling this thing up with premium gas, and this is a diesel truck. Now, if any of you know anything about that, that means if you crank that truck, you are in trouble. It's gonna it's gonna tear the truck up. So thank goodness we did not crank it. And, of course, yes, I was upset. I'm like, gosh, I can't believe I did that. I mean, I knew this place because, actually, we've been to this uh, gas station so many times. We had another house around the corner, and we filled Crystal's car up so many times there, and I knew it didn't have diesel, but I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> the look on your face was oh, priceless. It was horrible. So, anyway, I went back up there and I said, Crystal, you're not going to believe this. I just put $50 in our truck of premium gas. I said, we cannot move. So we ended up calling the insurance company. They sent a wrecker out two hours later. We picked the truck up, ended up going to my brother's uh, house. He's a, he was a diesel mechanic years ago. We stayed there seven hours. Ended up siphoning out some of it, then having to take the gas tank off, pouring it out. Anyway, got it right and got home about 1130 or 12 o'clock at night. Now, here's the two options. I could I could have been just crazy mad, yelling and screaming, doing everything, being mad at Crystal, Crystal mad at me, and we getting upset. And at the end of the day, the same thing would have happened. Or I could have thought like this. I didn't wreck the truck. I didn't get Crystal hurt by wrecking the truck. I didn't blow up any motor in the truck. I got to spend six or seven hours with a great brother and a sister-in-law that I enjoyed, and that's the way we looked at it because at the end of the day, it ended up the same way. So if there's any advice I can give you about life and about business, take the easy way out. Think of it positively. That's what it's all about, and that's why a lot of people look at me and think, God, he's so lucky. The reason I'm lucky is because they don't see me harping on the negative things that's happened and let me promise you something i have made some of the craziest mistakes you i could tell you things that you would say i I just can't believe you did that i have done some things but i never harp on them i move on to me it's almost like being an, an athlete you go out on the field and i've never heard a football coach do this or a baseball coach or a basketball coach or soccer guys we're we're probably going to lose today so let's really think about this let's go out there and just <laughs> lose as good as we can it just it doesn't happen like that you just you have to have your mental mind right to be to be successful and i think it's so much easier to be positive than it is to be negative that's such a great story tim and it was not funny at the time but it is kind of funny when we talk about it now but we have a couple of business questions from our listeners today the first question comes from randy in marietta he wants to know, is it a good time to start a business now during the coronavirus pandemic? See, I think it's a great time to because usually we're running so hard at your job you're at, it's hard to sit sit down and really get your, your stuff together, get your portfolio together and get your business plan together and figure out your financing, how you're going to do it. I think now's a perfect time. We live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the world. 
we will get through this, and it's already starting to come out. And when we do, it's going to be full blast again. So now is the time while you're home to sit down, work this out, take that step, and be ready so when it does come back, which will be very soon, you will be ahead of the schedule, you know, of your schedule. Well, the second question comes from Dana in Texas. She is wanting to know that she is wanting to start a small business with her best friend. Her question is, do I need a contract, and what details do I need to consider? Okay, let's talk about this, because this is very important. If anybody ever tells you, we don't need a contract because we trust each other, I want you to open the door and run as fast as you can run away from that situation. (laughs) Now, I'm going to explain that to you. A a, A contract has nothing to do with you believing in somebody or not. So let's say that I I grabbed 10 or 15 of you that's heard this today, this podcast. We've been talking for, what, 25 minutes or whatever. I can guarantee you if I set you down in a room and said, I want you to write down what you heard today, each and every one of you will have something different that you heard that the other person might not have heard. So when you're doing an agreement and you're talking about it, you might be thinking one thing and they're thinking something else. So what's going to happen when it does come down to a problem, you're going to be in a big a situation that you don't want to be in. So I'm very big on contracts. No matter if it's your family, your brother, sister, mother, your greatest friend, do a contract so that you can say, here's what we're both thinking. We both signed it. So when that time comes, and it will come where things are not perfect, and you say, well, that's not what we agreed to. Let's look back at our contract. Then no matter what, We've both signed it. We've both read. We both have read it. So then you're not in an argument of what was said and what was not. So it's very important to make sure that you do a contract. It has nothing to do with trusting somebody or not. It's just that knowing that everybody hears something different. We broadcast live the first and third Wednesday each month at 10 a.m. here at Business Radio X. We also want you to listen on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well so that you are able to listen to us the first and third of each month. Join us again on May the 6th for another episode of Business Made Simple. We want to thank you for tuning in and listening to our show. Please visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com we would love for you to send us your own business questions so that you can be a part of the show we look forward to talking to you again here on business made simple podcast and until then watch Watch what what you wish wish for it It might might come come true. true